and welcome back to Sports the Nemo Way. And this episode is all about Elgin Baylor. Um, Rabbit is his nickname on uh, Basketball Reference. No, I never heard that before. Um, But anyway, the 6'5", 225-pound small forward is a zero-time champ, zero-time MVP. He's 11-time All-Star, 10-time All-NBA, playing 14 years in the NBA after being the number one overall pick, being drafted for the second time. And he is a Hall of Famer with career averages of 27, 13, and 4 on 43% shooting. Now, all that being said, this is, again, another four have them, one don't. Ray, again, being the don't. Um, So to touch on that, Ray obviously does not have him on his list. I, Alex, have him at 31, seventh among small forwards. Wade at 26, sixth among small forwards. Drew at 19, fifth among small forwards. And Doug at 17, third among small forwards. So after saying all that, we'll kick it over to Ray to tell us why he's not on his list. <laughs> well, that's going to be a weird episode then because here we go. Uh, let me crank my shit up. Now I like this pick, Elgin Baylor. I don't know how I missed Elgin Baylor, but this is my type of guy. Has the height of a shooting guard, playing in a small forward position, who has power forward skills. A very dominant player with the stats Alex already said at 27.4, 13.5, and 4.3 at 43% shooting. How did, I, how, did, how did I miss this guy, you ask? Because I never watched him play. And he was in the 60s, so there you go. I've heard of Elgin uh, Baylor, but you never really know how good someone is unless you watch them play. Stats are just a line of numbers that are used to compare players. That doesn't always mean they're good. It just means they have great stats. I watched Elgin Baylor video, and I was like, wow. This dude is in the 60s and a skill set like that. Shooting, passing. Uh, The passing game is what caught my eye. Even dunking on people in the 60s NBA. Uh, in past episodes, my mantra is not titles and stats. Because anyone can get stats on a non-winning team. And any Robert Ori can win titles off the bench. But it takes a great player to have an innovative skill set for the times. And be able to translate through the times. This is the guy, Elgin Baylor. Just looking at a video of him playing, I'm just thinking, why couldn't he just have started in the 90s and get drafted to the Pacers? 36 in points, 28th in rebounds for a 6'5 guy in the paint. Hell yeah. He didn't get any titles, but it's not like his squad was the greatest ever. Only notable name I seen on, on the team was Jerry West, and Wilt Chamberlain came in at the end of his career. But... There was a thing on Basketball Reference, which I'm very confused about. Um, It says that he was on the 72 title roster, but it shows up that he was not on, it doesn't show up on his stat bio as a champion. Yeah, he retired midseason. Oh, he retired midseason. Ruptures his Achilles tendon. He just just went ahead and retired. retired. And then they started, what, their 32? 33. 33. Okay. All right. Well. 
There that is. Uh, but if I could change some things around, Elgin Baylor's my guy. Well, Ray, um, makes it hard to argue with you <laughs> when uh, you agree with us. Yeah, I know. I'm very sorry, but I mean, <laughs> that's all right. I'm very sorry. No, fair enough. Well, it just shows you're doing your research and you're willing to admit. I mean, I think before this is over, I'm going to have to make some changes. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. And none of our lists were perfect. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, mine was pretty close. Oh, <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> of course it was. Uh, uh, yeah. As Wade gives the disgust look. <laughs> Chris Bosch. <laughs> I'm just joking. Anyway, anyway. Okay. Um, so I will uh, kick it over for the opening statement from a Laker fan, a young Laker fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, Drew, to tell us what his opening statement on Elgin Baylor is. When I think about Elgin Baylor, I just think of bad luck. The poor guy. First of all, he comes to the league with Will and Bill Russell, who are dominating the league as tall big guys and taking most of the MVPs. I mean, he only finished twice, but he gave us some pretty good stats in those years. And then you had Oscar Robertson that steals a year and Bob Pett at the end of his career. So he's kind of, he's coming into the league with, I mean, the NBA has got some pretty good players, which Elgin held his own. And then he played for the Lakers and they just could never get over the hump. They came close a couple times. And then the year he retired and he ruptures his Achilles back then, which was a death sentence. He just goes ahead and retires and then they win. I mean, the poor guy. <laughs> he just all I can think about is bad luck. His stats are really good for the old guys. I think he shot a good percentage, forty three for back in them. I think he translates to mo- all eras of basketball. He's a Hall of Fame, ten time All NBA. I think he deserves to be on people's list. Fair enough, Drew. Fair enough. I don't think I disagree with anything you just said there. Um, so we'll go to the other Laker fan, Uncle Doug. What's your thoughts? Well, we were, you know me, I always talk about the stats. Um, 36th in points, his average is third highest all time. 28 in rebounds, his rebound average is 11th. Assists aren't quite as high, 155 and 181. Uh, We talked about the MVPs, and I thought, you know, with numbers like that, why didn't he win an MVP? So I looked back at his three best years. In 61, he averaged 34.8 points. 19.8 19.8 rebounds and 5.1 assists. Uh, Bill Russell won the MVP that year with 16.9 points, 23.9 rebounds, and three assists. I don't know. Um, double the points for four more rebounds? Sounds like a crock of shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of what I thought, too. So then you go to 62 the next year. Elgin averaged 38.3 points, 18.6 rebounds, 4.6 assists. Bill Russell again was MVP at 18.9 points, 23.6 rebounds, and four and a half. Again, double the points for five more rebounds. (laughs) And then in 63, he averaged 34, 14, and five. And Russell won again with 17, 23, and 4. Wow. So I think Elgin was right there for at least three of those. Um, the, the year before Elgin came into the league, the Lakers were 19 and 53. They drafted him. He was rookie of the year. He averaged 24.9 points, 15 rebounds, and 4 assists as a rookie. And they lost to the Celtics. And the championship. 
So they go from 19 and 53 to losing in the championship. Um, he was in eight NBA finals. Unfortunately, lost them all. Damn. Um, yeah, Drew had it right. Kind of hard luck there. I mean, you ran into Bill Russell. You ran into the Celtics. Um, Oscar Robertson, Will Chamberlain. Um, that's where most of the MVPs went. He did score um, one of his his best games, his highest scoring game, was 71 points with 25 rebounds against the Knicks. Um, in 61-62, he only played on the weekend for most of the season because he was in the military. He got called up to active duty, was stationed at a fort, uh, Fort Lewis, I believe. In Washington. Yeah, and they only let him play on the weekends. Mm. Um, so he went on and had a pretty good season. In game five of the finals, he scored 61 points with 22 rebounds. I believe the 61 is still an NBA record for the finals. Uh, and he averaged 40.6 points and 17.9 rebounds. And again, lost. Damn. Um, uh, he never really um, recovered. He had knee surgery in 1965, and he never averaged over 30 points again. So you kind of yeah. wonder. He played till 72, so you're th- talking another six, another six seasons. Um, what his average might have been had he not blown out that knee. Of course, we've we've had a lot of players like that. I mean, his average is still pretty amazing. Or uh, if he would have just played later in time so blowing out your knee is not as big a deal right exactly mm-hmm. because nowadays you know blowing out your knee isn't or his achilles he could right yeah, that's true yeah. too so and as as drew mentioned he uh retired the year that the lakers finally overcame the celtics and won the t- or not uh, so they won the title finally won- overcame and won the title they beat the knicks i believe i believe it was yeah. the knicks yeah uh, and they also had their 32 33 games in a row um, so Elgin had some hard luck, but he was a, a good player. All righty. So, Willard, you got an opening statement for us, buddy? Oh, yes. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, uh, to just kind of uh, elaborate a little bit on what Uncle Doug said, I mean, he probably should have been a three- or four-time MVP. That was just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. I mean, he was clearly killing Bill Russell, that was, that's absurd. That kind of reminds me of some like the Ted Williams stuff from back in the day that I've heard Alex talk about, where they always gave it to a Yankee, even though Ted Williams would like destroy them. Yeah, Ted Williams wins the triple crown, and the second baseman Joe Gordon of the Yankees wins the MVP. Like (laughs) I thought, what that reminded me of, of like, because back then everything was a Celtic. You know, I mean, they were the best team by far, but. Um, you know, all, but then they also all got all-star nods and all-NBA nods and MVPs, even though they did or didn't deserve them. Um, so that, you know, it's kind of frustrating, to be honest. But, I mean, we're talking about a guy who averaged almost 40 points per game in a season um, who wasn't seven foot tall like Wilt Chamberlain. So that's that's pretty crazy. Um, you know, excellent rebounder. Um, now, obviously with me um, – translating to different eras is really really big for me um now he wouldn't play forward more than likely um playing in different eras uh, being what six five i believe yeah yeah 
um, but I watched a lot of videos on him uh, the other day, and um, I think honestly, what he kind of reminded me of was an older version of of a Dwayne Wade, an athletic, oh, yeah. strong, slashing guard that was extremely athletic and smooth and could put his shoulder through you when he needed to too. And had good touch around the basket and had a good mid range, maybe just maybe not necessarily a good three point range ish shot. Obviously, there's no three pointer. That's what he reminded me of. Um, phenomenal at going to the basket. Stream, uh, extremely good touch. Um, he had some pretty impressive moves for the time period that, that he was doing. Um, even like Ray said, he yacked it a few times on a few guys. Um, showed that he had passing ability and rebounding ability. I, well, more than just a little rebounding ability. Um, but that's kind of who he reminded me of was Dwayne Wade. Um, so I definitely think he could translate um, to other eras, which is my big bugaboo with a lot of these guys. So that's my opening statement. All right. Thank you, Willard. I guess that leaves it to me. Um, I also think Elgin Baylor translates to other eras. Um, it's not a perfect translation like most anybody. Um, like Wade said, he would be a little undersized, a small forward spot. He probably wouldn't average 13 rebounds a game, um, you know. But I saw a, in two different places that they said during most of the 60s, only two guys in the entire NBA dunked a basketball, Elgin Baylor and Bill Russell. Even Wilt didn't dunk. He just laid it up. Yeah. Um, so, like, you're, you're literally talking about two guys in the entire NBA dunking the basketball, and Elgin Baylor is one of them. Um, so I, I, th- I don't think his athleticism is really a question. He was, you know, a superior, superior athlete to pretty much the entire NBA. Um, so I think that does translate. And I didn't think of the the Dwayne Wade comparison, but I think that, that is very fitting, Wade. I think that was a good one there. Um, he is uh, he does kind of remind you of a – of a slashing guard that is stronger than the guy trying to guard him. And uh, it was a good comparison. I like that. They're almost the exact same size. Uh, yeah. Dwayne Wade is 6'5", 6'4". Yeah, I think um, he's listed as 6'4", yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they're about that similar weight and everything. Mm-hmm. That's a good one, Wade. I do like that. Um, the things I had, um, um, you know, I've brought up with a lot of these old guys, um, their pace-adjusted stats. Um his pace adjusted stats are 26, 8, and 3, um, which is very similar to like uh, Dominique. Um, so, you know, nothing to shake a stick at, obviously. You know, that's a, that's a pretty good stat line. Um, honestly, I thought that was a uh, pretty good uh, comparison in all reality. Like, uh, when I look at Elgin and Dominique. Um, I would say Elgin was a lot like the Dominique of the 60s. He was the most athletic guy in the NBA. Um, he was the best athlete whenever he walked out on the floor. Um, you know, would lead the league in scoring routinely. Um, and um, was the best player on his team. But it just didn't lead to MVPs and rings. Um, which is, you know, pretty much what we can say about Dominique a lot. Um, he scored 50 points in a game, eight or, or more in a game, 18 times in his career, fifth most in NBA history. Um, he's third all time in points per game, um, 11th in rebounds per game. Um, so pretty good. I have a small, I mean, the rebounds out of a small forward being 11th all time. 
Um, the one, uh, you know, the the two knocks, I guess, on Elgin are his 0-8 in the finals, uh, which Uncle Doug mentioned earlier. And uh, over his career, he only averaged 60 games a season. He missed a lot of games. One one season we we've we talked about he was in the military and couldn't play all the time, but he missed a lot of games throughout his career. Um but when he played, boy his stat lines were ridiculous. Um so I guess that's that's my opening statement. I don't have any more over here for my opening statement. So uh normally I would say Ray, you got a rebuttal since you disagree with this, but uh, Ray forgot to disagree. Um, so I will say this. Um, Uncle Doug, you have him at three on your small forward list. Who do you have in front of him? Bird and LeBron, I assume? Yep. Bird and LeBron? Yep. I have Bird and LeBron as my top two small forwards I think as well. I, I think I do too. Does everybody have Bird and LeBron uh, at their top two spots? I yes. Check. No, I, I don't have, have LeBron in my top two. No, Ray has Pippin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So let me let me uh, let me ask you this, Ray, before I make any okay. statements. <laughs> if you you just said you like Baylor, yeah. Um. Yeah. So if you were gonna place Baylor on your list, where do you think he would slot in? Uh, give me one second. Uh, Here's your list. Okay, while you think that over, I'll, okay. I'll move over to Drew. Okay. Drew, you have him at five. I do. Um, who are your top four, then? You have Bird and LeBron, and then who else? Bird, LeBron, then Kevin Durant, and Dr. J. Kevin Durant, Dr. J. And that's my four and five. Oh, okay. All, All right. right. So you guys are similar. Yeah. So the top five, we have the same guys, just in different order. So right. Willard, you're having him at six. So who are you, you have Bird and LeBron, and then who are your three, four, or five? All right, LeBron, Bird, um, Durant, my number three. Um, then I, I got Scotty at four, and then I got Dr. J at five. All right. And then Elgin at six. So I have Similar. Bird and LeBron. I have Havlicek, Durant, um, Rick Barry, and Dr. J. And then... Obviously, Elgin Baylor. Um, Ray, we gave you some time. Do you do you have an answer for us yet, or do you still need some more time? Uh, well, I'm going to be generous. I'm not. This is a hard thing for me to swallow, but Mullins coming off the list. Okay. So he would go in the forty-two in the forty-two sl- at slot at least. Okay. Is that does that put him at number ten on your small forward list? I think so. Uh, yeah, number ten. Okay. So it goes number ten at least for right. right now. I know I put you on the spot, so no, I that's just, fine. Yeah, no. but number ten at least mm. for me to reconfigure everything would be another episode. But <laughs> right, right. But at least number ten. Okay. Wade, you have something to say? It looks like you're in right talking. At, at the very end of all this, aren't we going to redo our yes. list and then announce them? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. I was just trying for argument's sake to see where he sure. might fall on Ray's list and see who he put him ahead of. Okay, so two of you, Ray and Wade, have Scotty ranked higher than him. The other three of us don't. Uh, but we all three have Scotty on our list. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. So why Scotty in front of Elgin? Six championships. Um 
one of the greatest defenders of all time. Um, I mean, that's, I mean, that's probably a tougher era of basketball. Mm-hmm. So combine those three things, and uh, that's probably why he's ahead of him for me. Ray? Well, I've got Scotty at, at, at nine. Overall. Overall nine. So. Shot me on that one a little bit. Um, I feel just Scotty just outworked everybody on the small forwards list, including LeBron, including, including everybody else on the list. And I'm putting LeBron on the spot. But I just feel like Scotty just outworked everybody, defensively, offensively, hard work, hustle, whatever you want to throw down there. Scotty just outworked everybody. Okay. Before I move on to Doug and Drew, do you have LeBron at three on your small forward list? Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. I don't even know. I got I got yeah. LeBron. Yeah. Yeah, he's right after Scotty. Yeah, I got LeBron okay. at 10, but Scotty's at nine. Okay. All right, so same question, opposite direction for Doug and Drew. Why Elgin ahead of Scotty? Well, you know me, I'm the numbers guy. so <laughs> <laughs> And the numbers are just so much different. Um, and I like Scotty, too. And, and this, this was, I mean, Scotty got a lot of titles. He did. Um, Well-earned titles, I would say. Yeah, very yeah, well. He did. And oh, yeah. Michael didn't get him till Scotty got there. So I do have a lot of respect for Scotty, but I just liked Elgin's numbers and all the things he did. Well, I mean, we can all agree. Scotty is clearly the second best player on six championship teams. Yeah. He's, yeah. Not, he's never yeah. the third or the fourth. He's always the second best player mm-hmm. on all right. six mm-hmm. championship teams. Literally all yeah. six. Like yeah. We were talking in other episodes how, like, we've had the McHale thing where. You know, he keep me wasn't really a big factor at all in one, and then he was probably the third best player on one, and then the second best player on another. We did we did that thing with Worthy too, and yeah, uh, yeah. it fluctuates a lot more than you think. Right, he's legit number two all six, all six. All right. six. Really, yeah. no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I also have Baylor higher than than Pippen on my list, um, although I do um, like Scotty's championships. I mean, in all honesty, Scotty probably wouldn't be on my list if he didn't have championships. Um, I like, you know, um, Scotty's championships. And if Scotty's championships were as a number one, he would probably be very, very high on our small forwards <laughs> list, if not number yeah. one on our small forwards list. You know, if he was the small forward and was Michael instead of Scotty, then, you know, he'd probably be number one. Um, part of it was just, I think. Not that I want to get too much into my Scotty argument, but I think I think there are a uh, quite a few players over the history of basketball that could have done what Scotty did next to Michael, and um, that's why Scotty is a little lower on my list. Although he is on my list. Okay. Yeah. Um. So Drew. You and your dad's list are very similar, mm-hmm. but you just have the, you guys flip-flopped. Kevin Durant and Dr. J. Yeah. So you he just moved Baylor up in front of those two of those two. guys, but you mm-hmm. guys' lists are almost identical to the top five. So why why did you put those two in front of Baylor? Uh, first, I put Durant at... Three because I think he's one of the most unguardable players in NBA history. At six eleven, seven foot, he can almost, he can shoot over 
someone smaller if you put him like a small forward but the big guys he'll drive past him because he's that quick and he's got his two titles which i mean yeah they're not the best but he's got them and he was the best player on both of them i think we would all say that would we say so. i agree he's the best player on the team oh yeah by far yeah, yeah. i think it's curry's team yeah but he right. but durant was the yeah. best player yes i would agree with that and then yeah i thought i like durant there that's why i have him and then doctor my bad i have dr j <laughs> um because he got his championship in the 80s 84 84 he i don't think he was finals mvp moses malone and was, moses was yeah, yeah. But he's, he still got one in the 80s, so I thought that was a good era for him. And he was also some part of his time in the ABA, so it's kind of hard to like go back and forth. But I think he's a little bit better than Elgin. Well, I will say this. Um, I have Dr. J in front of Baylor by one spot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a point in time where Dr. J was considered the greatest player in the world. And yeah. there was never a time where that was widely considered about Elgin Baylor. And I think that's one of the reasons why I did it. And it was a tougher era for Dr. J to do that. That and with two and leagues, that everyone comparing everyone, they just said he was the best. Like, like when you have two leagues, they don't play everybody. So not, he didn't mm-hmm. get to play everybody and just be able to t- say he's the best player in this league without even playing them at all, Then I w- then, yeah, that would help out a lot, I would think. Things get tricky with Dr. J, no, with the ABA stuff. And then, I don't know, he comes to the NBA, and he's obviously a dominant, dominant player. But when he had his most team success, he wasn't the best player even on his team. No. That's um, true. So that makes it a little more tricky because Moses Malone was better than he was. Um, now I'm going to show my age here, but I'm going to ask Uncle Doug. He made two finals appearance early on in the NBA. But mm-hmm. lost, right? It right. was two. Lost to the Lakers. Is it was it just one? Or was uh, it I, I thought he made I thought he made the finals twice early on. He he may have. I, I remember the Laker one because that was Magic's rookie year. Okay, okay. I thought he didn't what didn't didn't he play against Walton in the finals in the Blazers? Oh, you know, you may be right. That may have been that final, yeah. Okay. Anyway, he did have some success is yes. what I was trying to get at. Um, but yes, he w- Moses was the best player on that championship team. Right, and then the team that it lost to the Lakers, Dr. J probably was the best player on that team. But again, it says he went to the NBA Finals four times. What did they? L- oh, okay, four yeah. times in seven years, including their 1983 championship. Say, but he only got the one chip, right? But yeah, he only they only right. won once. I'm well, trying did to they fi- did they lose to the Lakers again later in the in the decade? I'm trying to – um, The Lakers beat the Sixers again later, but I don't think that was with Dr. J. I'm trying to pull up his basketball reference page and look at the years. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Mark's judging the shit out of us right now. <laughs> so he has the one when he lost to the Lakers, the one he won, and then we got to find the other. 83-1. Um, did they lose – well, we'll check the – I'm checking the – 80-81 year. 80-81. Because it, he has an MVP, I think. Does he? Uh, didn't win that one. Oh, it says he has four MVPs? Well, that's... When you're looking at stuff, it gets confusing, though. Yeah, because how many... You have NBA MVPs and yeah, ABA right. MVPs. Yeah. 81 was the year they said that he won it in the NBA, I think. I think. Don't. One, yeah, in 81... 
He was averaging 24 points, eight boards, four assists, two steals, almost two blocks. True that. Hmm. Anyway, we don't want to make this a Dr. J episode, I guess. <laughs> but I was just asking about the, the football. So, Uncle Doug, the reverse question, I guess, is why do you have Baylor in front of Doc and Durant? Well, yeah, they are my next two. Um, again, it, it comes down to numbers. Um, I watched, of course, I watched KD and Dr. J play. I really didn't watch Elgin Baylor play. I was, so I'm going more on what my dad says there. And, you know, watching old videos now, I didn't watch it at the time. Um, it was just the numbers. I just had a lot of respect for what he went through. And I always kind of felt like the, you rooted for him because he did have such hard luck. <laughs> and I think that probably played into it to some extent. Um, but, again, Dr. J does have a title. And um, obviously Scotty has six and KD has a couple. And, and KD was the best player on those, those teams. Um, that was a close call. But I think there was some added stuff with Elgin Better, though. Um, one... Uh, he was one of those first early, like, electrifying superstars. Mm-hmm. Kind of helped revolutionize some of the way some players played in the NBA. Um, he actually helped save the Lakers. They were in a bunch of financial problems when he got yep. drafted. And him becoming a superstar and so on and so forth helped save the, the entire franchise from going bankrupt. Um, he was really one of the first above-the-rim, high-flying guys. Right. Which was a big deal, which led to players like Dr. J. Dr. J looked up to people like Elgin Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he said that, and he had a, a big thing about it when uh, when Elgin Baylor passed away. Um, Dr. J came out and said that he looked up to, to Elgin Baylor. Um, so there is some stuff with Elgin Baylor as far as um, helping shape the NBA, like really changed the way things were, you know, kind of like a, a bird and magic in a. Uh, Steph Curry and uh, Michael Jordan are people that really helped revolutionize things and change the NBA. And a, a George Mikan, like we brought up mm-hmm. with when you had the Mikan argument, um, bigger impact than just stats and and sure playing the game. I feel like that's a fair assessment. Um, you guys have brought up bad luck a couple times. Well, I don't know. I didn't know this before doing research on Elgin Baylor, so I don't know how widely it was known. But uh, his luck was almost catastrophic at one point when uh, the uh, the plane, the Los Angeles Lakers, were flying onto a away game, the engine went out, and they had to put the plane down in the middle of a cornfield. Oh, shit. So we almost had a professional sports team die in a plane crash. Wow, um, I heard that. Which would have been crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, we've – I mean, we, we all st- – not no, remember because I wasn't around for it, but you know everybody knows about uh, Marshall. Marshall, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I mean, well, we had Skinner too. Skinner went down. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, that too. But I was just talking about sports teams. But yeah, oh, you're yeah. you're right. I mean, there's actually been a few rock bands go down mm-hmm. on planes. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's one of those things of not only will we have lost a professional sports team, but we have lost a superstar. Right. Yeah. Um, that would have been. I'm sure that I mean, and then Elgin Baylor wouldn't be on our list. He'd be a what if because right. he would have had like two, no- two seasons of <laughs> phenomenal basketball, and then he died. Then another yeah, one yeah. of those injury riddled or no, he just did. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, crazy. Just wow. Yeah. So it's amazing they survived. Well, here's the thing. Um, maybe he used up all of his luck right. while surviving <laughs> a plane crash. And yeah. Then, <laughs> and then he had to tear his ACL and his Achilles. And, and go 0-8. Yeah. yeah. Get crooked at three or four MVPs. I'm <laughs> sure he'd still take that, though, surviving the plane crash. Well, oh, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he's still yeah. like, eh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cool with it, guys. That's right. all right. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll make the sacrifice I'll there. take the extra yeah, 40, I kind of feel him, though, because, you know, I served a tour in Iraq, and I made it back safe and sound so i kind of feel where he's coming yeah. at yeah it's uh i'm i'm i mean i've flown but <laughs> i've never even been on a plane that went down i'm sure that's scary here in the cabin is over oh, yeah so the engine has just gone out we're landing in the cornfield hold on <laughs> well, i mean this is, we're talking about the early 60s like yeah, which yeah. Is, i mean like that would be who what were planes like in the 60s right like, yeah, that's it's almost like Orville and Wilbur Wright. It's <laughs> right off the track. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been on some rough plane flights, but never one that went down. Right. Say, Wade, do you remember our flight back from Texas? I do. I'm, I remember all the turbulence. And yes, I, I that was, was one out. rough flight. <laughs> Couldn't we see, like, the lightning in the yes. windows next to us? Well, and at one point, the, the yeah. plane took a little bit of a... One of those yeah. drop things, and uh, that was my that was my first time flying. <laughs> right, was with was with you going to Texas, and that was. Woof. Have you been on a plane since? Yeah, I've been to Mexico and Hawaii oh, yeah. and <laughs> a few other places. That would not have been the best um, experience. Well, here's a sorry. Go ahead. Another thing. I mean, yeah, with some some bad luck with with Elgin, but like you have players a lot of times that. Um, fall apart in big moments or sometimes the way they play just doesn't always lead to winning um we've had a lot of those arguments um but as far as is with baylor i i even went back and and checked i know uncle doug talked about some of his huge performances in the playoffs and stuff i mean he didn't win a championship but we're talking about a guy that his stats were almost at the exact same in the playoffs as they were in the regular season we're talking about, I'm looking at some of these these playoff runs where he's averaging 33 a game, 38, 38, 32, 24, 26, 23, 28, 25. Like, he's absolutely killing everyone in the playoffs. And his rebounds are almost exactly the same as in the regular season. 12, 14, 15, 17, 13, 11, 14, 13, 14, 9, 9. Like, his field goal percentage actually goes up by almost a point. Um, I mean, he's... He's still slaughtering people in the playoffs. It's just mm-hmm. at a certain point, it's not the player's fault, to be honest. Like, I mean, I'm sure he had some bad moments, but everyone does. But some of these guys, like, they, it's just, it really is just bad luck or just they run into an all time great team, like we talk about when guys fall into Jordan's lap or mm-hmm. those Russell Celtics teams. Yeah. It's just, honestly, just not fair really i don't know the answer to this question so it it really is purely a question but we said some of these same things in west's episode where we come to the finals he performed really really well he won a mvp while being a losing uh player in in Mm -hmm. the finals these guys played together for majority of their careers if they're both averaging 30 some points a game every time they get to the to the finals like what the fuck was everybody else doing? Well, like and, you, and Wilt yeah. got there and played with them for like four years. And you, right. But you said Wilt played, played at the absolutely end. awful. 
Like that one year he averaged like eleven in the NBA Finals. Like no, he did, and he won. He he also won the MVP the year they won the championship, the Finals MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, Wilt did, I mean. Um, while Jerry West played terrible, um, that yeah, th- th- I'm saying Baylor retires, West plays terrible, and they win a championship. See, this is what I'm yeah. saying. Like well, it doesn't make it, just thinking about it in my head, not sitting here trying to break down box scores because that's all I've got to go on, but. It doesn't make sense in my head. No, it really doesn't. When they I mean, play at the, when he's not there and West plays his worst, they win. Right. Well, yeah. with, without going too crazy into Wilt slash Russell Russell argument that we'll have to go into later, um, Wilt pretty routinely outplays Russell. Um, even when they, I looked up their regular season comparison stats and their playoff uh, stats, and Wilt usually destroys Russell. He out he always outscores them. Usually is much more efficient. Um, rebounds are usually they can go back and forth, but I need to refine that website. They just they compared everything they did, and but Wilt's stats do go down a little bit. Let me see if I can find that that website again. But so I don't know. So if Wilt's beating Russell a lot of the times, Elgin's tearing it up, West is tearing it up. Do the rest of their team suck? I don't know. I mean, I that would be the know. obvious answer. I mean, I don't know what else would there would be. Those, I mean, Will coaching, coaching ability probably. Well, they did a red hour back, the Celtics. Mm. We need to dive deep into all the other players and just really, well, we really see what was going on there. I know the Celtics had some more Hall of Famers, but well, here's I, I, I guess here's the other thing too is if West is blowing up and Baylor's blowing up. And Russell isn't scoring, and exp- and early on, Hondo's not there, right? Mm-hmm. And so, Casey Jones doesn't score. So are are Kuzi and Sam Jones matching these huge performances? I, I don't know. Yeah, is there I mean, a bunch of them? Sam Sam Jones was Sam Jones could score. I'm, oh, not, yeah. I'm saying he Sam could. Sam Jones was a baller. I feel like we would know if he was scoring 35, 40 points a night right, in the NBA think. Finals. You would think we would know that because that's because he was on the winning team. Right. So we we know that the losers were doing it. So why wouldn't we know that the winner was doing? It? Again, well, these are literal questions I'm coming up with off the top of my head. I don't know the answer to any of these. Well, here's here's the the LA roster for seventy seventy one. We've got Elgin Baylor, Wilt Chamberlain, there's Keith Gail Erickson, Goodrich. Gail Goodrich. Happy uh, Harrison. Happy Harrison. Uh, Fred Heistel. Ernie Kylum. Willie McCarter. Jim McMillan. Pat Riley. Oh, yeah. Greg Robertson. John Travant. And then Jerry West. So I know like four people on that team. Patrick Riley. I don't know what Patrick Riley's stats were. Pat Riley. Seven, one, and one. So <laughs> there's there's a little foreshadow into why shit wasn't going Yeah, just going go down. back and let's just see what all these people average. Okay, well, real quick, just with the Chamberlain Russell stuff. In their entire careers, playoffs matched up against each other. Russell averaged 15 points, 24 rebounds, 4 assists on 41% shooting. Oh, okay. While Chamberlain averaged 25 points, 28 rebounds, Four assists on fifty percent shooting. Okay. So Chamberlain outscores them by ten, eleven. Their assists are both four. Chamberlain out rebounds them by three or four, and Chamberlain 
is about 10 field goal percentage points more efficient. But Russell has 29 wins to Chamberlain's 20. So Okay. Well, Chamberlain's doing his job against Russell, but he's still losing. And the other, if, yeah. the, if Wes and Baylor, they're both obviously performing, what's the rest of the team doing? And I think in the regular season, it's even worse. Yeah, uh, Wilt's numbers go down in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's right. still outdoing Russell by a decent amount. Like in the regular season, um, okay, in the regular season, Wilt against Russell is 30 points, 28 rebounds. Uh, just under four assists on 48% shooting, while Russell is 14 points on 37% shooting, 23 rebounds, four assists. So Chamberlain doubles his points, beats him by five, six rebounds. Um, Their assists are close. Russell gets him by like .6. Um, But again, Chamberlain is more than 10 points more efficient on field goal percentage. But Russell is... 57 and 37 against him in the regular season. So it's uh, kind of mind-boggling, to be honest. What is going on with those Laker teams? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <coughs> uh, Pat Riley 7-1-1 one, one wasn't getting it done. No, <laughs> hell no. No. I don't know. There's. We're talking about a team here with four first ballot Hall of Famers on it. Three mm-hmm. guys where we talk about pantheon level, mm-hmm. um, and they, you know, they squeaked out one championship. Um, it's it's it is kind of mind boggling. I don't. Yeah, which the the Celtics were really known for defense, correct? Yeah. While the Lakers were known for offense, well, um, maybe so that might have been. I don't know. That might be. I don't know. Maybe the elite players for the Lakers could score, but the rest of the team couldn't. Since the Celtics were so good at defense. Viable point. And Wilt was at least not playing up to the level he usually was. Right. Havlicek could probably come close to matching West, I would guess. Mm -hmm. Um, I would probably say Elgin Baylor probably outdid Sam Jones. But, again, Sam Jones could probably at least somewhat stay with him uh, to a certain extent. Okay. And then after that, it's who knows. Probably drops off way off for the Lakers. Yeah. I don't know when Gail Goodrich comes along. He's there twice. He yeah. he's, the, he's there for a few years. He leaves for oh. two, like, two years and then comes back again. So okay. he, he goes to Phoenix in between. Mm-hmm. All right, so, like, I just pulled up a random year in the 60s. Like, the uh, 66 NBA Finals, Boston wins over the Lakers. Um, game one. The Lakers win by four, while uh, Jerry West scores 41 points on 55% shooting. Elgin Baylor scores 36 points on 46% shooting. Gail Goodrich scores 20 points on 46% shooting. And then they have two guys I don't know that have scored 10 points apiece. Another guy with eight, five, three. Um, Are there just like averages you can look up for the whole series, so we can just look yeah, and see just overall? Can. Yeah, um, yeah, I can do that. Sorry. Um, all right, in the series, um, West averaged thirty-four points, six rebounds, five assists. 
on 51% shooting. Damn. Mm. Elgin Baylor averaged 25 points, 15 rebounds, 2 assists on 39% shooting. Mm. Mm. Gail Goodrich averaged 13 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists on mm. 46% shooting. Okay. Um, and then they had a guy average 12, a guy averaged 11, 8, 7, 2, 2. Um, and then the Celtics have Russell averaged 23, 24, and 3 on 53% shooting. That's shocking for him. Mm-hmm. Havlicek averaged 23, 10, and 4 on 42%. Sam Jones averaged 23, 6, and 3. There it is. On 40% shooting. Tom Sanders averaged 14. Okay. Um, Then we had Uh, 13, 7, 7. Because Casey Jones averaged 7 and 3. And that's -hmm. that's the year after Kuzi is retired. So Sam Jones steped it up there for a little bit. I mean, Sam Jones is a Hall of Famer. I'll say Sam Jones is the first ballot Hall of Famer, and he was the leading scorer on three or four of those championships. Sounds like he was. Before Chamberlain, it's Elgin and West. Well, Goodrich didn't play very well. I only averaged 13. Three of the Celtics are averaging 23. Russell, Jones, Havlicek, Kuzi before that. Right. And then probably a bunch of defenders. I don't know. It's something we kind of need to see, like, like. well, so we can't. We need to look up. I'm going to look up Gail Goodrich real quick. A couple years later, they met in the finals again. This is uh, what? This would have been um, Russell's second to last year. Um, and Havlicek averaged 27. Some guy named Bailey Howell averaged 21 points a game in that series. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, Sam Jones averaged 17. Russell averaged 17. Um, yeah. Don Nelson averaged 14. I got to pull up my phone. And then uh, with the Lakers, West averaged 31. Baylor averaged 26. And Goodrich only averaged five in that series. It's like Goodrich sucks. But he did. <laughs> Stumpy wasn't carrying his weight. But he, he apparently he got hurt because he didn't play in all the games. Um, he only, and he only played 10 minutes a game. Wow. I'm kind of looking at his, his entire career stats here. And, I mean, he was obviously a good player, but it's it's not – I'm yeah. not getting blown away here. Is he a, didn't he have a couple seasons there where he averaged over 25? Uh, yeah. So his career is 18, 3, and 4. Yeah. And then we're talking about the 60s and 70s here where, you know, a lot of the superstars were doing a lot more than that. He's all NBA once, all five time All Star, yeah. one time All NBA. Uh, I mean, he, he has some middle years that are pretty impressive, but his number, his his career numbers are almost identical to Sam Jones. Yeah, he scores a little bit more, rebounds a little less. Which one? Who scores more? Goodrich. Mm. Interesting. What was he good? Was he a shooter or what was his thing? <coughs> yeah, that's everything I've read. Was like it, they were kind of the Splash Brothers before the Splash right, Brothers. Yeah, he was oh, a okay. scorer. Him and him and West both shooting. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right. Well, we kind of went on a huge side tangent there about the Lakers championship teams and Elgin was in the conversation. He was yeah, he, he, he was, was 0 for eight. <laughs> so trying to figure out why the hell you're 0 for right. eight. Yeah. I mean, 
We kind of starting to see, yeah. Yeah. Him, it's telling, him and West are always tearing it up, though. Yeah, they're doing their and part. They just need. They can more only help. do so much. But you think when they got Chamberlain, they'd at least get two or three. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't know. Of course, that was after when the Chamberlain came along. That was after Elgin's knee injury, so he wasn't as good. I mean, he still played well. But they but probably still averaged twenty thirty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Chamberlain was there in '69. Russell's last year. Okay. But. Goodrich was not. Mm. That was when Goodrich was gone. Uh-huh. So then you had West average 38. This was the year that he won the MVP but mm. didn't win the championship. He averaged 38. Elgin averaged 18. And Wilt averaged 11. Yeah, that's that one year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, 11. Jeez. Wow. Havlicek averaged 28. Sam Jones averaged 18. Russell only averaged nine. I see why he retired after. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my. Uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, we've been talking a lot about Russell here because he's been the one in <coughs> all these championships. But do you think you could keep yourself motivated if you just went to the finals every year and won almost every year? I could personally, yes. I'm just saying. I'm. I feel like if I just kept winning and I, because I kind of, because I kind of feel like it'd be like me going home and beating Drayton. After I did it <laughs> over and over and over again, like they're just slaughtering teams over and over again. Like after a while, it's like, what is my challenge? I mean, I feel like the only thing was after you beat like a different team, that'd be the only thing. As long as it's not the same team every year, like guys, it, it almost <laughs> is. I would say yeah, mm-hmm. most of the time it is. Eight of the eleven times, it's the same team. Yeah. yeah. Well, you gotta think like, though. Lot there was a real thing with him and him and Chamberlain, so he probably loved beating Chamberlain. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. If you had a little yeah. rivalry going on, it Chamberlain motivated you. We gotta keep beating yeah. Will. Chamberlain was, was a cocky cunt. Like he's I mean, just, yeah, there's no doubt about that. And no, I, I feel your way because I'd probably be the one coming out with the fur coat and, and the top hat and just be like, "Yeah, bitch, come at me." I mean, if I'm yeah. one, if I'm one of the only two seven footers in my era, I'm gonna be a little like you know the only guy to score hundred. I mean. Yeah, I kind of feel like that. Here, I get the the other thing is is like, oh, like we're talking about Russell and he's got all these championships, and then we're talking about like Wilt, who if you look at championships, kind of looks like a failure, but he still has like two championships, mm, right? But then we're looking at like, what about Oscar, and what about like Oscar couldn't compete with either one of them. I mean, right. he ends up getting his championship in the 70s with Jabbar. With Jabbar, yeah. You know, yeah. but like, or even Elgin Baylor, who, yeah. he got none, you know. And Jerry Westcott. One, yeah. One, again, yeah. you know, and it's like, and it's like, man, the more you look at it, it's like, I mean, we talk about like when the LeBron Jordan thing comes up, we're like, man, LeBron shut down the league. Like, LeBron's like, all oh, these championships are mine. Jordan, you know, Jordan. or yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Jordan, sorry. Yeah. Um, How dare you say LeBron? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bad, Alex. Bad. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I meant to say Jordan, and you Everyone know, and that's wins. some of, one of the arguments over LeBron. Right. Russell did that for a decade. Yeah. Yeah. Against a bunch of Pantheon guys, like that's, it's like it's hard to wrap your mind around. It is. Like I, I, I can't imagine that dominance. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Like I was alive for Jordan, but there was a two-year gap in between because he left. It was only lasted six years in total, anyway. Like, 
even, I mean, you watch the Lakers Celtics stuff. Oh yeah. But w- they were taking turns winning, and and the, the Sixers popped in their year. Yeah, the Sixers right. got a year, and Detroit got a year. It wasn't completely like. What I mean, I guess it would be like, what if Magic and Jabbar won uh, eleven of them? Right. Like, well, you know. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm saying just yeah. Think though, when he's playing, and how much harder things get in the 80s and 90s and, and 2000s. We're talking about a league with very limited amount of teams. Very limited. You know, we're not. They're not bringing in players from overseas. A very limited amount of African Americans. Um, I mean, very. So then you get one dominant team in a very limited pool. They're just going to repeatedly slaughter that small pool of talent. And that's literally what what happened. I I don't disagree with ninety nine percent of what you just said. I you know there was a limited pool of African Americans. There was no Europeans. Uh, mm-hmm. All that stuff. This is one thing I do struggle with though. Does less teams mean worse teams? Because with less teams, the teams are more stacked. All your talent is on the same eight teams. So what talent you do have is concentrated. Um, so does that yeah. really make it work? Because now we have thirty teams, and like you have uh, teams with no superstars at all, and you have you know teams that have been bad for decades. Um, well, I mean, you could be getting the least amount of teams with the least amount of talent. I mean, it doesn't. You could have the least amount of teams and just have the shittiest talent of all time. So it really doesn't matter what the talent pool is. You're still going to have the talent pool that you pull from it doesn't matter if it's good or bad it's going to be shitty regardless does that make sense i got a little lost i got a little lost too lost. sorry I was, um i get oh, what you, is what you're trying to say is like the pool was shitty so the other teams could be shitty too is that yeah it? that's pretty much i mean i mean I, I guess that's a possibility um but we've just had like six episodes in a row of players <laughs> from this era yeah. um and very few of them play on the same team i mean russell and and uh have check played together elgin and, and west elgin and west played together but then you had we had we had um, Pettit, and we're, we're talking about wilt you know uh, well that's what i'm saying i mean you got six players on three teams where's the rest of the pool coming from <laughs> there's only like eight of them in there right that's teams. what i'm saying yeah. so yeah. i mean you got to a pool of oh, um, shit players, and then you got six people that are all stars. <laughs> there you go. You I think that's an oversimplification, but I, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. The next I, like I, I think Jordan's accomplishment in the '90s to me is more impressive than the '11 and the '60s, personally for me. Yes, I I would agree. Um, for sure. Or even even like Magic's five in the '80s. Um, much harder league, you know, much bigger pool of talent, um, much, you know, everyone's much more developed, uh, people are much more skilled, um, just all kinds of stuff. It's just, yeah. Just all, all the people that Michael didn't like get a title, I just, it just blows my mind. All those Hall of Famers, first battle Hall of Famers, he said no. And yeah. then he, just over and over, he just. Or, or really Magic and Bird combined did almost the same thing in the 80s yeah yeah, um, yeah. combined with each other yeah. what they did they got what just eight eight together yeah. hey let, let's be honest if magic and bird played today they'd just team up and win 10 straight 
Yeah. Uh, right. Don't forget about Kareem. Probably both average triple doubles every year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they almost did that then. <laughs> right. Right. Their their so. career numbers are almost career, triple doubles. Yeah. So. That's how impressive they were during that in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, and, don't, and don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to become the old. Uh, at the beginning of this, I was the old guy hater. Remember, guys? I hated uh, yeah. all the old guys. So I'm not trying to become the old guy defender here. Um, but, uh, and I don't disagree that the 80s and 90s were better era of basketball than the yeah. 60s. I don't think that, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, it's just hard to wrap my mind around all this because the information mm-hmm. doesn't seem to add up to a logical conclusion, I guess right. is what I'm yeah. saying. Um, so it's hard to sit here and go, well, the two best players in the series played on the same team and they lost because I feel like. If that happened today, they wouldn't lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if LeBron or if Curry and Durant are the two best players in the series, I don't think the Cavs are beating them. Like, if they completely outperform everybody, or, <laughs> you know, are the Cavs beating them? No. Because two LeBron years. was the third best player in the series? No, the two years they did, the Warriors beat them, what, five and six? Or I mean, five and four? LeBron people would argue LeBron was the best or the second best player in every series. Oh, no, that wasn't the case I was trying to make. I was just trying to say, like, if West and Baylor were the two best players in these in all these championships, um, and, like, you would think they would win. Yeah. Like, right, if Curry yeah. and Durant were, were playing way better than LeBron, we wouldn't expect LeBron to win a championship. Oh, I see. Here's, okay. here's where, where I'm kind of coming from on, on the Celtics thing. I mean, I I don't personally know. I didn't watch. Obviously, I wasn't born until like a million years later. <laughs> um, and you know, I, I haven't done a super ton of research. I know probably what a lot of us know. We we know the big the big players and back then and and so on and so forth. But every time I've done YouTube videos or read articles about the Chamberlain Russell matchup or just a Celtics Lakers matchup. Everybody praises like Jerry West and Elgin Baylor about how great they were and this and that. But everyone says they lost to a superior team every time. Everyone always says the Celtics were the overall better team Mm. and everything I've ever seen or read. So the players playing, like I'm talking like um, like Rick Barry is one of them. I watched a big Mm. interview with Rick Barry and he's talking about how he thinks Will Chamberlain might be the greatest player ever and how he's the greatest player he's ever seen, but he always lost to Russell, who had a much better team. He says that in the interview, and that's someone who played almost with them or against them. I mean against them, I'm sorry. Um, I'm trying to think of the, the time matchup there. but um, And just the stuff like that. So, but I, I don't know. That's what I've always had in my head, that the Celtics were by far the superior, maybe not by far, but were the superior team almost always to everyone. Well, I, I think one thing we need to keep in mind is maybe not so much the the players, but maybe a little more credit needs to go to Red Auerbach. True. I mean, he built great teams and kept them there. And I've heard stories about some of the other owners, managers, and they weren't basketball guys, not like Auerbach was. Well, not only did he coach all those, but then he ran the Celtics you know, right. through the Bird era and, and yes. all that. So, I mean, yeah. He knew basketball. Another no doubt. Another thing, the comparison about like having like Elgin and West is like the two best players. It's kind of like in track. Like me this year in track, we had like four or five really good guys, but then we could win like 
the bigger ones like you didn't have to have but when you got down to it like the little teams like we said we're going I'm going to give you the example of conference we got our points like we'd win an event but then Centralia would be like 2 and 3 or 5 and 6 in every event and they just outnumber you so that's probably what happened in the west and Baylor the, the Celtics just had more quality guys than the Lakers did I this is just the way I've always thought about it and I again like wait said I don't know that I'm right yeah um <laughs> but the way I view it is I don't know that Russell played with more talent than Wilt because they both played with a shitload of Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. But Russell played with guys that played as a team because Russell was their best player and he was a leader in that way. He was a team player. Yeah, a team player. Mm-hmm. Wilt was a prima donna and right. an all for him, my, me, mm-hmm. all for myself guy. And mm-hmm. is even though he had a Hall of Famers on his team, they weren't necessarily playing as a team because he wasn't playing for a team. Well, Wilt himself not only played on those great Laker teams, but with those teams before that, he played with some really good Hall of Famers. Yeah, he played um, with he played with uh, Paul Paul Arizon for and yeah. a lot of and in that that article I was I looked up the the comparison stats between him and Russell. They talk about the the team argument and how it's actually much closer. Um, now, when they break it, they break it down year by year. Russell does come out overall with um more quality or better teams than wilt but it's much closer than you think like there was like i don't remember four or five years where they determined wilt had a better team than russell now a lot of these weren't with one uh, a couple one or two of them might have been with the lakers but the rest of them were when he was younger with some of those was mm-hmm. it sixers teams yeah. sixers oh, yeah. warriors, warriors. Yeah. But they yeah, say he, he might have had a more talented team than russell um, well, this so is the, this is the same guy that you know decided. Well, they I, I score you know after he was scoring all the time they dis, they were crit, the media would criticize him for being a ball hog. So then he would go long periods of time refusing to shoot, even at the detriment of his own team, so that he could get assists and prove the media guys wrong. Yeah. This yeah. is the same guy that after he retired was hired as a coach, and then all of a sudden just didn't show up to a game again. Like just didn't call, didn't say, did nothing. Just one day didn't show up and never showed up again. <laughs> and he was the head coach of a ba- of an NBA basketball team. Wow! Like again, I don't want to do my whole Wilt argument right yeah, here, but um, we went off on a sidetrack. So does anybody we want to do our closing statements on Elgin Baylor? Yeah, let's do it. Yep. All right, um, Uncle Doug, you want to go? Right. Yeah, I just uh, always had a lot of respect for Elgin Baylor. How hard he played, how hard he fought. Um, the way he saved the franchise when he came in and uh, put up some pretty fantastic numbers. Wish he would have got a, a couple more titles to go with it. All right, Ray? Uh, like I said before, um, I've heard of Elgin Baylor, and it was just like, you know, he's good, you know, legacy talk, whatever. But until you watch him play, like you really don't know exactly his skill set. But he kind of blows you away in the 60s of what he really is able to do. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Elgin Baylor, there you go. True. Um, Well, I think with all, like I said in my opening statement, Elgin Baylor just had some bad luck. I think, like Alex said, he used it all in his plane crash, which I think he would rather have, like all of us agreed with. But the MVPs that looked, obviously, towards Elgin, obviously should have won a couple there. 
Um, his own eight, yes, that does hurt him, but he still performed. That they weren't, well, maybe they were his fault, but they they didn't look like they were his fault. That's all I'm gonna say. When you're averaging 25 to 30 points in your NBA Finals, I I would not say that's your fault. So, Wade, um, well, I mean, I don't, I don't think I have too much to offer outside of what you all have said. I mean, he he was a beast then. I think he'd be a beast now. Hell yeah, it's pretty simple. That too, um, I mean, he and translates. I think I think he got ripped off of, of a few MVPs, for sure. After Uncle Doug said that, I've, I've been obsessed with it ever since. Really kind of pissing me off. <laughs> True that. Um, but yeah. Um, so, uh, but obviously an all-time great, and uh, obviously belongs on I think everyone's list. Hell yeah. What's in hell yeah for? It's not on your list. Don't be coming at me like that. Um. This was one of the uh, episodes where, I mean, obviously Ray didn't have him on his list, but I had Elgin ranked the lowest out of the guys that had him on his list, but I didn't expect that to be the case. I wasn't like, I don't have any hate for Elgin Baylor, you know, like he, I have him, you know, 31 on my overall list. Like I didn't, I don't think that's low. Um, So I I like Elgin and I, you know, all, all of my, almost all of my points today were positive about Elgin. I just brought up his his lower games played and you know his record in the finals. But other than that, all my stuff was positive. You know, I think he was a great player, an all time great player. Obviously, that's why he's made my top fifty. Um, and uh, yeah, he's a for all, everything I read, he was also a great dude. Um, and he played in an era where it was hard to be in the NBA and be black. Yeah. and be a good dude i mean we saw what it did to oscar you know the he turned into the angriest man in basketball yeah. um you know we've heard it, we've heard what it was like for russell and he was playing at that same time so um so yeah i think that is the end of our elgin baylor portion of this episode um so we will head into the trivia portion of today's episode drew do you have something i got my question ready like always all right, well, I, I think we're ready. All right, so Carmelo Anthony in middle school, he didn't say his real name. What name did he say? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> he said a name in middle school? He didn't, he didn't want to be called Carmelo. He said this other name. Instead of Carmelo, yes. by something else. Yeah. He got in trouble for it, too. <laughs> and there's a reason why, too, I'll tell you at the end. The fuck is this, man? <laughs> The it's one part question. I got seventh grade. Mello said something. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> okay, I wrote on a name. <laughs> you should be disqualified for this, Drew. <laughs> Way to go. Oh, Drew. All right, I'm, I'm ready. Your father's yeah, I, an <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down Dick Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I said Mark Anthony. <laughs> Mark. I said Banana Hammock. <laughs> I said Snickers. Please say it's Dick it's Anthony. It's not Snickers. Tyrone. Tyrone. <laughs> Tyrone Anthony. Oh because God. they couldn't pronounce Carmelo. So he would say, my name's Tyrone. How hard is there's it to a, say Carmelo? There's a candy called Carmelo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, oh no gosh. points on that question. Yeah. Thanks, Wow. Drew. All Thanks right. I'm going to make my question harder. <laughs> yeah. When Larry Bird was four years old, his mom <laughs> called him what? Hey, Alex, we used to be roommates. What did I say when I was seven? <laughs> uh, who would like to go next? I'll go. 
All right. Can you list all the jersey numbers that Michael Jordan wore during his career? Just NBA career? Yes. Well, I mean, I hope. But now that you ask it, now I feel like I'm forgetting something. I do, too. I feel nervous. Well, I'm going to go with these two. Yeah. 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 All right, I'm ready. 23 and 45. Same. 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 Well, those numbers aren't wrong. But for one game in 1990, he wore the number 12 because someone stole his jersey. Oh, my God. Son of a bitch. I knew there had to be another one, but I I figured there was another one, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah, I should have wrote a number down, I guess. Yeah. I don't know that it would have been 12, though. Let me change my trivia question. Though. It was actually in Orlando. Your magic stole his jersey. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I, actually, I, shouldn't, I don't know if it was stolen, but something happened to it where he had to wear number 12. Hmm. That was a good question, Wade. <clears throat> Fuck your question, Drew. <laughs> my question was great. Tyrone Anthony. Anybody else want to go? Yeah, I can go. All right. All right. Elgin Baylor scored 71 points. This is tied for eighth highest. Who is he tied with? Oh, 71. Boy. Boy. 70, 70. 71 or just 70? 71. Okay. Uh, and quite I'm a few ready. of the ones ahead of him are Wilt. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Kobe. Actually, when he scored his 71... Very shortly after Wilt scored seventy three. Ah, yeah. see, I'm sure that was another Wilt thing. Like, Ego. Well, somebody right. has my record. I got to go break it. It's that. It was that easy. Right. Uh, I'm ready. By the way, I got a name. I do not. Who is tied with him? Drew, write a name down. I'm thinking. That's what he made us do for the first question. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's clearly Steve Nash. Now write it down. No, it's not Steve Nash. That's why he's my number ten point guard because he didn't score seventy one. Well, if that if that's the case, how you get higher than ten? There's only going to be a couple of guys higher than ten on your list. I don't know. It's Calvin Booth. I remember him from NBA Shootout two thousand one, <laughs> Seattle SuperSonics. That's right. All right, I'm Calvin ready. Booth. Oh All right, what do you guys got? Thompson. Uh, I put David Robinson. I just said Chamberlain. Yeah, I said Chamberlain too. David Robinson. Woo! The one. Good job, Wade. Give Daddy a point. All right, Ray, you or me? I'll go ahead. All right. All right. He's laughing, so this isn't a good sign. (laughs) Which NBA franchise... Set the league record by appearing in the playoffs for 22 consecutive seasons. I have a answer. I have an answer right. to you. I got mine. Yeah, I got mine. So I guess it was easy. Is that everybody? I think so. Yeah. I got the Spurs. How about the Spurs? Spurs. I said Lakers. It is the Philadelphia 76er. What? Wow, what? When, do they, when do they do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Spurs won the championship in what ninety eight, ninety seven, for the first like, time. Yeah, and probably, then it's probably seventies and nineties. Made the playoffs every year till like what two thousand nineteen, two thousand twenty. No, they missed two thousand twenty. Yeah, they were 19. only eighteen or something. Mm. 
Wow. Mm, I, I, thought I, that. I thought I was right. When I was well, well they, had, sure. they had 18 straight 50 win seasons, but I thought yeah. they squeaked in the playoffs a couple times after the 50 games yeah. ended. Yeah, yeah, or before. I mean, they had Robinson before that. It's not like they were yeah, garbage. And Sean Elliott and stuff. Yeah. And, mm. Well, I guess the season before that, though, they had the number one overall pick because Robinson was out for the season. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been true. before. It would have. Right. It would have had to have been after somebody. Mm-hmm. After yeah. you know, all those guys left. You know, they still had Aldridge and DeRozan. Patty Mills and DeRozan, oh, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All right, so I guess that leaves it to me. My question: the twenty twenty one season, who led the NBA in rebounds per game? Not in junior high, in the NBA. <laughs> I didn't say junior high. I said middle school. Same shit. <laughs> oh, I can't think. Do 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 do. Your noise making is distracting. Yeah, sorry. It's a lot of dead, not a dead air. Okay, well I'll go ahead with this one. Uh. A team that entered the 2013-2014 NBA season with the longest current consecutive playoff appearance streak was the San Antonio Spurs with 16 seasons. So there you go with that one. That was kind of boggling everybody's mind. I got mine. I got got one. Is that everybody? Mm. Mm -hmm. All right, what you got? I said Aiton. That's who I said was Aiton. Jokic. But Clunk Capella. It's Capella, ain't it? It's Capella. Oh, my uh, God. Go away. 14 a game. Wow. Am I the only one that scored today, Big Bullets? Yeah. Yeah, like you it. scored twice. Yep. So, next week, I'll be asking questions about junior high. <laughs> <laughs> What was that damn name again? Tyrone. 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 You know, Tyrone Anthony went to the Lakers. <laughs> yep, he's the other geriatric there. <laughs> that's what you're going to call him from now on, Tyrone Anthony. Tyrone. <laughs> and after today's uh, points, the scores are as follows. Ray with 17, Alex with 32, Doug and Drew both with 33, and Wade with 43. Jeez. So Wade... Um, had his league cut into, but now he has extended it <laughs> back out. <laughs> so pissed uh, him off. Yeah. Um, the only person to score a point this week, unfortunately for the rest of us. But thanks for joining us in this week's Elgin Baylor episode on Sports the Nemo Way, and please join us next week for Da-da-da. oh for Chris Da-da. Paul. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the 60s next week, guys. Woo! For the first time in like five weeks. For the first time in forever. We're talking about someone we all watched. It's true. We just watched <laughs> Sorry, like guys. two weeks ago. <laughs> Very limited list with Drew. <laughs> um, so the Chris Paul episode will be next week, going more uh, recent for everybody. As recent as you can be, I guess. And thanks for listening to Sports the Nemo Way. <laughs>